Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility, but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am here with Naomi. Super excited to have you on. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me on. It's um, it's lovely chatting to you on the Embrace Fertility podcast the other week. So really nice to be chatting again today. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're here, because you, um, I don't know if my listeners yeah, they definitely know about emotional freedom tapping because I've spoken about it several times over the last few months. Um, but you are all embracing and you help guide women through this, which is super amazing. But tell us about how you even got here in the first place. So I went through infertility myself. We were I was diagnosed with endometriosis in my teens. So I was told very bluntly, you probably need to do IVF you know, when I was a teen. Um, And, but I sort of did my research and found other people could get pregnant naturally with endometriosis. So I was like, that's what I'm choosing. That's what's going to happen. And then when it didn't, um, really fell into anxiety and depression quite quickly, really. I found it very difficult with the, you know, every month that, that buildup of hope, and then really feeling like my body has failed, like I'm not able to do this. And then, yeah, found out about emotional freedom technique. And when I first read about it and it was like, so you want to tap on certain points in your face and body and say these strange phrases. And I was like, oh God. But by this point, I was doing the diet. I was doing the acupuncture. I was doing the herbs. I was doing the massage. I was doing this whole list of things. I was like, one more thing on the list. Why not? And that first round of tapping that I did, just following along in a book, And I felt this shift and I felt differently about what I was talking about. I think I was, I think it was the guilt. I think I was tapping on how I felt like it was my fault that I wasn't getting pregnant. And I did this round of tapping and then I didn't feel like it was my fault anymore. And I was like, hang on, this is like, hang on, this needs more attention now. So I got really into it and then um, found out that the ladies who'd written this section in the book actually lived a 30 minute bus ride away from my house for running a course so I was like booked myself in and that's how I started my my transition from designer to therapist yeah that's it's so amazing because most people I kind of almost feel like it's black or white right because not everyone resonates with everything there's so many different tools out there um and I almost kind of think you know quite quickly whether or not emotional freedom tapping is going to be <laughs> your thing <laughs> like um and it's definitely 
I personally feel like it's not something that you can just go, okay, I'm going to try that because people are talking about it. I'm just going to go in. Um, I think the people who maybe resonate with it a little bit more have done some mental and emotional work other places and are just open to the experience because it literally feels like you just walked outside Rudy Nudie and you are like exposing it to the world and you got to own it, right? Because you're there and you're in that space and you can't do it half-ass. It's not something that you can kind of just go like yoga, right? Like you could go to a yoga class and be like, oh, I'm doing yoga, whatever. You know, sometimes you're not into it. Sometimes you can. Like when you're doing emotional freedom tapping, especially with a coach, you got to own it. You got to be there and be really present and be very vulnerable to allow that process to happen for yourself I think that's the joy of the phrases because because you're literally given a framework like this is what you do this is what you say this is how you tap the points you tap on that that sentence of even though whatever it is that's bothering you um I accept myself anyway mm-hmm. and that's the power of it and just saying that just even like you said, like even being open to thinking about saying that, is this a massive step into maybe there is more here going on than just the thing I'm upset about. And when it's infertility, it's so emotive and such um, it, it touches all areas of our lives. So it's really difficult to kind of separate that from anything else. And the joy of with EFT is it's really saying like, no, let's just get these different elements of things and pinpoint specific things. Like what are you really upset about? What's really going on here? And we can use EFT to really get to the root of something rather than just being, I'm upset because I'm going through infertility and this big cloud that you can't really, you can't really do deal with that. It's too huge. Whereas you can go today, I'm jealous of, you know, my work colleague, June, who's just announced her pregnancy, you can work with that. It's very yeah. specific. Yeah. Um, just talking about like the root cause. So obviously I use functional medicine. We get down to the root cause of what's happen- happening physically in the body, um, which a lot of time can be a mind body connection, right? But we look at from like a physical side first and try to, you know, pinpoint the correct diet for you pinpoint you know the correct uh, way to heal your gut because you know for me that's hands down one of the most important things you need to do which can include the mental and emotional side it's not just about food supplementation um, which is extremely important because we're physical beings here on physical earth and we've dealt with a lot of physical bullshit over the last (laughs) few years right um but getting down to that root, and I think for most of us dealing with infertility, um, the root cause of our anxiety, our anger, our leaky gut is not infertility, right? It was that extra layer, which could be thick as fuck, right? <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> like sometimes like that's the catalyst to more infertility, especially if you've been set up mentally by the doctors or society, um, or even yourself, I kind of like thought I was going to struggle because my mom had a hysterectomy at like 32, right? Like I was like, oh, I'm going to struggle because my mom had a hysterectomy, but like <laughs> it doesn't work like that all the time. But so we, we go into our fertility journey 
and um, the stress just like compounds, right? It's just like the world is on top of you now. So when you're starting to pull back these layers, and I know with my clients, my clients are highly educated. They have been working with functional medicine doctors. Um, many of them have done rounds of IVF, IUI, or getting pushed into that because of their circumstances. And um, we work, we get like, we go deep, we find all the layers. And then what else I'm like, I guess, intuitive. I don't know what it is about me. I can go, okay, you need this. You have to go deeper because you are literally now blocking yourself with yeah. that mental, that, that body and mind connection. Um, obviously in your, in your realm, like that's mainly what you see, right? Is that block, that mental and emotional block. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I've run free classes like every few months teaching that you can a technique of how you can start to uncover if there are blocks and um, blocks can basically be our subconscious mind is always trying to keep us safe mm -hmm. all the time so if you have a fear of being pregnant especially if you've experienced a loss before you can then be you really want to get pregnant but you're petrified of getting pregnant at the same time if you've got a fear of labor and birth if you had if you're desperate not to repeat the patterns of your own upbringing and you maybe had um, a dysfunctional relationship with a parent and you're petrified of recreating your own childhood carrying on that pattern any of these can then we're holding our beliefs in our body our beliefs are affecting the way we think they affect the decisions that we're making they affect the way that we're living our lives so if you if you imagine like really wanting to be pregnant but also being petrified of getting pregnant again so you've got your foot on the gas and your foot on the brake this is what then creates anxiety creates depression creates that overwhelm because you are literally fighting with yourself going i really really want this oh god what if it happens mm -hmm. and so you create this you're basically like this yeah massive anxiety and anxious energy and when you're sending that out it's really difficult for you to be making logical decisions being able to make decisions that are best for you and your health so it can be really simple things like you pick a fight with your partner when you know you're ovulating and then afterwards you're like why did i do that it's because your subconscious mind has gone oh my god we need to somehow block the pregnancy or it could be if you're considering treatment you just never set up that first appointment because it feels petrifying in case you actually get pregnant mm -hmm. at the end and so it's, I start to say we do um, a visualization, which I've added. It's on my podcast, actually, now, so people can check it out. We basically take you through imagining getting pregnant, um, going to the six week scan, 12 week scan, 20 week scan, your body changing, because that can be a big blocker. If you've spent your whole life trying to lose weight and control your body size, what happens when you think about getting pregnant and your body changing with pregnancy? We think about late pregnancy, labor, birth, early motherhood, late motherhood, right through until your child is 30. And at every stage I go, is there any point here where, so I ask you to imagine each stage, you're like taking a step forward into your future. And at any point, if you feel that resistance, you're like, I don't want to step forward here. Something is, is like stopping me. Even if I want it, there's, there's something holding me back. That is then a block. 
that you can look at and you can do that with journaling. You can use EFT to go really deep with it. You can speak to a therapist and you can really get to the root of what is this? Because if you're going for infertility, even if it's like you've got a physical diagnosis, but especially if it's um, unexplained, why are you not getting pregnant? What is going on? And so it can be really fascinating to start to look at this stuff. Yeah. What is your comeback when people are like, that's bullshit. My subconscious mind like is not doing that to me. Um, Because I do, I still do advocate um, as much as I did have subconscious blocks. Like I, and it was little stuff for me, right? Like I had, I started changing um, how I was saying, if I get pregnant, if I get pregnant, it doesn't matter. Like those little things I started saying when I get pregnant. So I did start doing those things, but for me and for, for a lot of people, it is a physical thing. Like I had to heal my gut. I had to do those steps, um, to physically heal my body before any of that mental work would have helped or coincided with it. Right. Like I feel like it all worked together, but what's the comeback to people who are like, no, that's bullshit. Like my doctor says that I have this diagnosis and that's why I'm not getting pregnant or my age or, you know, you know, whatever excuse there is on the physical realm. Like, what do you say on the subconscious realm? I think it's really like when we talk about there being mind and body, it's like we're seeing them as two separate things but they're not, we are mind body together. We are this whole. So when we have a physical sensation, when we experience an emotion in our body, that is stemming from a thought that is happening in our brain that is then sending chemical response, creating a chemical response in our body. So we feel, experience that emotion and then take action based on that emotion. And there are so many studies that show that when we are discounting the mind, So I'm listening at the moment to Why Woo Works by David Hamilton. And it is amazing. And it's looking at the the fact that when we say like just the placebo, it's really discounting how powerful the mind is and how the impact of your thoughts. So like, for example, if when you're given a diagnosis, if you just take that as this is now like my sentence, this is now what I've been handed and you're so disempowered and you're not giving yourself any credit for the fact that your body is, is designed to heal. And yes, I agree, we should be looking at the whole of this now. So if there's physical things, because we can be really mistreating our physical body mm-hmm. and asking our body to conceive and carry a new life and nourish and nurture this baby, but we're neglecting our physical body or neglecting our mental well-being. So it could be as simple as even if you didn't believe, oh, there's some, you know, mental reason why this isn't happening. You can look at the fact of how do I feel about my diagnosis? How do I feel when I think about my body? How do I feel when I think about getting pregnant? And if there's anything there that's causing you distress, causing you discomfort, even if you didn't believe that that was causing, had any impact on your actual fertility, it is impacting your mental well-being. And so in the past, I very much focused on just, I help people go when they're anxious and depressed. I help them move through that. 
you know, when they're going through infertility and that's what I help with. And then the more I've studied and the more training I've done in hypnotherapy and emotional freedom technique, ADMR, I'm really understanding how our body holds on to trauma and holds on to past memories. I'm like, I need to be talking about this more because it's not seen as the norm. It is this, yeah. oh, it's woo woo. It's, it's not out there to be believed. And it's like in hopefully five, 10, 20 years time, it will be normal when someone is going for, or I hope, when someone's going for infertility, then also to ask, have you ever experienced trauma in your life? Yeah. No. What was your experience of starting your periods, your, your first sexual encounter, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. And I think it's trauma, um, when we talk about that, it's not just like really big, horrendous traumas that we all know are are so incredibly unthinkable it's just neglect from your parents it's just like the way the way your brain started forming and processing between zero and seven and for many of us we have trauma and it's hard because I through my journey it was like um, a discovery that I was really insecure and like no one would have thought that of me right like I hit it well (laughs) super insecure, which means you don't love yourself and you don't feel worthy. So when you don't love yourself, you don't do those physical things that your body needs. And that's where the subconscious mind comes in and plays in and people can't see that. It's like, well, no, I do like myself. I would have never said out loud, like, I don't love myself. I'm like, well, (laughs) you don't love yourself because you're, you know, you got to eat a certain way. You know, you got to stop drinking. You know, you got to get to bed early. You know, you got to stop watching shitty TV, like whatever that is, right? Or whatever um, creature comforts or what are those uh, like things you're embarrassed to love or whatever, you know, cutting those way back and being human and indulging every once in a while and not beating yourself up. But taking that responsibility. And I think that's where, um, you know, I think my listeners can handle this. (laughs) That's where a lot of people are going wrong in, in the infertility community. You know, we have this culture of like, we want to be victims of our fertility issues and we hold on to that tight. Right. And it becomes our identity. And for, people like you and me who okay just chose a different path we chose out of kind of desperation I feel like I'm just gonna try this (laughs) because like anything to help (laughs) right like you're willing to do those things and then you start seeing results and you're like and not even just in in fertility land right results in your normal life in your day-to-day health and your day-to-day like moods and your anxiety and you're like whoa okay something's going on I'm going to explore this more and then like you said you start like how many podcasts have you consumed how many books have you read how many courses have you done how many people are you now associating with that are in in this like this different reality and you look back at your old self and you're like oh shit like I was literally self-sabotaging myself through many years of that infertility journey and and I mean I don't want to beat anyone up over it but sometimes it's just not the lack of knowledge right like we didn't have resources like we have now and then sometimes your 
you're just not ready your ego is like saying nope don't go there I'm not ready for it yet um but yeah it's it's shifting that mentality and I think a lot of people within our community are just like nope I'm infertile I'm taking that and you're just sitting there going like you're literally you would never say that to someone and like someone said to me um when I was going through my fiasco on Instagram about this you know like you you wouldn't tell a cancer patient like not to use like cancer like I am cancer I'm like no cancer patients don't say that yeah they don't say I am cancer yeah exactly they, exactly you don't they, own you don't go like I am cancer and then yeah. it's also you go into remission you don't hold on to it and it's that they whole, say I'm cancer free we never say when like I have women saying like I'm infertile even though I got pregnant with IVF with my own embryos and sperm I still can't get pregnant naturally like you would never hear a cancer patient go I have cancer <laughs> like even like, though I, like, what it's like but I get it I understand why there is that 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 you want to hold on to that because everyone around you has labeled you that way right? The doctors are still telling you, you can't do it. You can't do it. And But it also feels a lot safer, I think, to have that label, to have that reason. It's like, it's not my fault. It's infertility's fault. Even though we also then completely blame ourselves, but in a really disempowering way, we don't. So it's not to say like, yeah, oh, I, if I do all these things, then magically I can fix it because you can I think that's also with the mind body link. If you kind of read the wrong books, if you read books that are basically saying, oh, just really, you know, really believe, just really mm -hmm. believe. And then it magically happens, which is what I did. And then just went completely a fruit loop. But when you really get into like, how can I support my the voice in my head? What am I saying to myself? all day long am I waking up I would literally wake up and for a split second I'd be like oh it's the day then I would remember and I would go oh my god I'm infertile I don't have a baby what if I never get pregnant and it would start mm -hmm. and then I spend all day with this voice basically just being a complete bitch in my ear yeah and I was like that that you can switch off that you learn how to switch that off or not to switch it off as in not to give her or it the importance and credence it can start and you can go oh no thank you nope and that's something you can learn to do for yourself yeah yeah exactly um easier said than done but definitely doable and just starting from small words you know that if to win you know or just little things you can really start making a powerful impact on your journey with emotional freedom tapping um i i didn't find it until well after my journey um i don't even know if i knew about it during infertility um what is what is let's so let's give an example of a really powerful emotional freedom tapping either a session you've had with someone or even with yourself moving through it okay so yeah the um session i did with a client last week um, which she's just written me a lovely testimonial about so she's given me permission to to um, share her story um so she's going into her final 
IVF round. She's had three miscarriages in the past two years. And she pretty much convinced herself that this cycle wasn't going to work. She was never going to get pregnant. She was never going to be a mum. There was no point whatsoever doing this cycle. And I was like, okay, but have you ordered the drugs? And she's like, well, well, yeah, I've, you know, I've got them in my fridge. So I was like, well, there is then a part of you that believes that this could work because none of us would go through treatment and put ourselves through that if there wasn't this little tiny, teeny tiny bit of you that believed it could work. So I was like, right, let's find this tiny part of you that believes it could. But before we do that, what is it? What part of you is stopping you from believing? It's literally like she said, it was like this sort of sludge that had sort of stolen all of her hope and was just completely overtaking. And she was like, it, it's huge. It, it just fills the room and it's there. And I have to respect that. I have to respect the fact that this part of me is saying, don't get your hopes up because you might get hurt again. And I was like, ah, because you might get hurt again. So all of that you said before, let's put that to one side. Now we're just focusing on this part of you doesn't want you to get hurt again. But this part of you is hurting you with every single thought that you have. It's like it's stabbing you in the stomach. Every single thought is, oh my God, oh, every time. So we took that part and we imagined shrinking it down. It didn't feel safe to completely get rid of that part because that part has a purpose shrunk it down and then we connected with the part that was um was feeling hopeful and it was like a version of herself like a younger version that was really light and free and like we can do this like what if this is it because it could be statistically it could be this round could be it then she'll get pregnant she'll have a baby she'll be a mum, and all this stuff from the past will be in the past and so we were doing rounds of EFT, so that was using um, hypnotherapy technique, parts technique. And then we were doing phrases like, even though part of me is trying to keep me safe and doesn't believe this will ever happen, I'm okay. And I accept that part because she'd also been fighting against that part. Mm -hmm. Every single day, every time she had a thought, she was trying to make herself feel positive, make herself feel hopeful. Yeah. And it, as soon as you stop fighting against something, it lessens yeah it's um it's so incredibly empowering when you step into that because i think we're all taught to guard you know we have to put those guards up right we have to protect ourselves we have to do those things and then when you're allowed to feel those emotions you're like oh <laughs> yes so bad. It's not so scary. It's not as bad as I thought. Um, and moving through some of them, you know, um, you know, going back to childhood or adolescence, and you're moving through some of those emotions there um, can be really incredibly impactful on your fertility health too. So you, it, even if you feel like you don't have any fertility, like no, I'm not scared of getting pregnant. No, I'm not scared of, you know, like all those things is like, okay, wh what are you scared of then? Are you, do you feel worthy of being a mom? You know, do you, you know, did a childhood, like, did something go on that made you not feel worthy, made you not love yourself? 
So if you're sitting there thinking like, oh, well, I don't have those like blocks with fertility, it might like, like I always say, like unexplained infertility has nothing to do with your lady bits. Like the doctors have proven (laughs) that, right? So where is that, um, that link? Where has it disconnected? Um, And finding that is just super key. And I think it's the thing that more people stop trying to conceive, either don't go into treatment or give up treatment due to emotional distress rather than financial constraints or medical prognosis, which means people literally just give up because the emotional weight of it, the anxiety and the worry is too much. And I completely understand that because that's the point that I got to that I was like, I cannot carry on. I cannot go into another round of treatment because I'm so anxious and this is awful mm-hmm. and then started learning about the mind body link and mindfulness and at that stage it was very much I'm just learning how to overcome the stress there was no on PS this can like you know help your fertility it was just like you need to you know you're really anxious and depressed let's help you stop being anxious and depressed and then the more I learned was the studies that show if women have experienced depression following um, a failed IVF round and then go into the next round they're less likely to be successful if they haven't dealt with that depression and when you start looking at those statistics you're like even if you don't believe the whole the woo-woo side of it the stats show if you're feeling anxious and depressed it's not great and obviously your quality of life is really suffering but that's really yeah. the most important thing we want you to be living your life and enjoying your life while waiting for a baby rather than putting all your joy, all your passion, everything on complete hold because you're pretty much putting so much pressure on that baby. You're literally like, my saviour, you've finally come to save me. What does that do to the like mother-baby relationship when you're like starting with this tiny new human? Yeah. You don't want that extra pressure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's another episode for another day, but yeah, if you don't deal with that stuff, that baby's not going to save you. <laughs> it's not like, I don't care how beautiful and amazing that baby is. Um, it, it doesn't go away. You know, like we, yeah. we, we are tricked into believing that what we want will solve our issues, but, yeah. um, especially with being a parent, it's just, that's just not, it couldn't be farther from the truth. I think it, um, it was, I listened to something the other day and someone said um, that when parents get mad at their children for behaving a certain way when they're adolescents, um, it's, it, it kind of stems from up of jealousy, right? So um, especially because I do truly believe most generations um really fought hard to give their children a better life than they had right and so when you see like they're being ungrateful or they're whining over something or you know something it triggers something inside of you it's you're getting triggered from like what your past was and some of it can stem from like why are you being so ungrateful like and it's that jealousy of like I didn't have that when I was a kid and look at what I'm giving you and now I'm mad at you because you're not appreciating it And I like, yeah, we've kind of had a step back because obviously we're still working through things and it's like, right, calm down. They're kids. They don't know what you went through, right? Like they can't, but like, but if you're not dealing with that subconscious stuff because you pushed it away and, you know, like 
I'm not against IVF treatment or medical assistance, but that is basically, um, I don't want to, I want to get away from the word tricking your body, but yeah, it's like, okay, we can do this where infertility is a sign of like, Hey, right. Like, hold on. We're not ready to do all the things we need to do to grow a new life, give birth, and then be sleep deprived for six months. Like, like that's not what we're ready for. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super amazing. And, um, I'm really glad I, I stumbled upon it in my own journey and am now able to help support other people because I, I think we can both agree if he had this information, even if it was just information to plant that seed at the beginning of our journey. And even if we didn't take it up right away, we were able to have that knowledge of like, okay, I'm ready for, I, I, I listened to that. I'm ready for it now. And you can go and get the support that you need and start doing these things because I do. I mean, um, time is money, right? And we could have saved ourselves a lot of time, money, and heartache if if we would have walked down certain steps a lot sooner. And that's the thing. It's when you, it's like you said, like it's something that you try and you might just try it and go, well, that was weird. Don't ever want to try that again. Or you might go, oh my God. And it yeah. could be something that you then go like EFT is now it's just part of my life. It's like I'm feeling worried, but to the point of I now just tap without really realizing it. So my husband will be like, "What's wrong? Like, what do you mean?" And he'd be like, "You're tapping on your face," and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm just a bit worried about this." And I'll and it would just be an instinctual thing because a lot of the points and natural ones that we use, so like if we forget something, we go like this. If we're anxious, we wring our hands. If we're feeling um, so many different points that we naturally do. So if we're feeling like um, overwhelmed or like attacked. I was just going to say, when you're like trying to think of something, you naturally go to your temples, don't you? And like, 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 yeah. And they're always acupressure points. Yeah. I never thought of that. that Help us remember and calm us down. And they they fascinate me as well. Because if you're someone who is so in your head that meditation doesn't work, yoga doesn't work you're like people keep telling me to relax and I try and relax but I can never relax that's the person I was then you do EFT and you don't need to try and relax you don't need to try and do anything you just say even though I feel like this I accept myself I'm okay and even just saying that just takes that pressure off of it's okay like it's okay that I feel scared that I'm going into this cycle it's okay that I feel scared about this or this or this that's okay and start to just really look at what you're feeling and embrace them rather than so often we are fighting every feeling that we have and that in itself creates more anxiety because we're literally fighting ourselves yeah exactly it's funny you say that like um my first emotional freedom tapping kind of came really randomly in a group coaching session and Mm. she asked for a volunteer and I just I was like I don't know obviously spirit or whatever woo-ness was like go I was like oh okay (laughs) and yeah like it was pretty um 
like being that raw in front of people I mean luckily I was in a, I felt in a safe space anyways with women that I felt comfortable with so it was fine but it was amazing and the universe literally shifted like so I did it about um a childhood incident with um my 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 best friends right shit hit the fan and we were not best friends anymore and it was very very spiteful and contrived on my end I was I I took the hit of the incident and I didn't realize that I had been holding on to that for like 20 years and it really affected a lot of my relationships and how I viewed myself and how I put up walls and protected myself and uh, we did this tapping and I instantly obviously felt lighter like you know there was this like weight off my shoulders and no joke within a week the girl who caused all the trouble who I have not spoken to or been in contact, not like in a, in a bad way or anything, just, um, you know, just life. I don't like hold any grudges against her. She friended me on Facebook (laughs) and I was like, what? Like this is crazy. But my ego was like, nope, too much. That's too much for me right now. And I literally knew the power of it, but didn't do it again for another year. Wow. And, um, and when I started feeling the heavy weight, um, because I think that's what happens when you start like doing the mind body work. Um, if you stop because your ego is like, this is too much you because you're so conscious of your body you actually feel the weight of that emotional like stress and for me it was on my chest and like for a few weeks it was so heavy and I didn't know what it was I couldn't tell you like you know one specific thing but I was like I know I need to work through this I need to find someone and I found an amazing guy in California and um yeah, I've done two sessions with them. And those two sessions have been like universe shifting. <laughs> like everyone felt it, right? Like Monica's universe yeah. just like massively shifted. Um, but you have to be ready for it because it's, it's, yeah, like you, it's like a the, the death of the old you, I feel. And you have to be like so over yourself and your own BS. And you're like, fuck I'm done I'm done <laughs> although what you're talking about is doing EFT with a therapist mm-hmm. and they're obviously trained to go let's go deep let's go right to the core of that and blow it apart mm-hmm. whereas when you start off with EFT you can very much use it as a stress reduction tool yeah. and you can use it and you can be up here I would always say to be aware that when you are tapping you might be tapping on something up here and reveal what's going on down here um and to kind of that's okay and to keep tapping or yeah reach out and get the support of someone who can then hold your hand and guide you through that because when you're tapping on your own and tapping with a therapist they can be obviously the therapist can go very will ask you those questions yeah i mean let's look at this whereas when you're doing that on your own you might have that thought and you go i don't really want to open pandora's (laughs) box right now does pop that one to the side and then sit on that for six months and then yeah at some point you might go 
now I'm ready to open this. That's what I've been working on with my own therapist at the minute that something happened a few months ago. And I kind of, you know, I did my own EFT, talked to my friends about it. I was like, well, that was a bit shitty, but new job. And then I could feel I was being triggered by different events and like, yeah, posted on Instagram and got a load of people like giving loads of back chat. And I was like, this is really like, like this is triggering now. Like I mm-hmm. need to look at this. And yeah, I had like a session 10 days ago. And now I, I think about myself in a different way. Yeah. That's that the crazy part. Hour spent with a friend, you know, and Jill mm. like knows me really well and it went through. But literally now I'm like that, like, yeah. That's the crazy part. I can't in the- go back to before that session. Mm-hmm. I can't take away what the layers that we have removed because yeah. not that I would want them back, but it is yeah, like yeah. they're gone now. That's yeah. It. And like for me, um, the ones that I've moved through are like childhood memories. And those memories are now not the same. And that's the crazy part of it. Like if you allow yourself to do this. You have the memory. That's why it's like emotional freedom technique. You have the memory, but you're free of the negative emotions, the distressing emotions that were attached to that memory. Yeah. Oh, it gives me goosebumps. Right? (laughs) And I think when you start really diving into this and like, you know, there's some amazing scientists and doctors that are literally proving this out there, right? This is not just like two British people talking about this. I am British, even though I sound American. I'm both. Um, But uh, But the fact that the US Army uses this for their soldiers who have PTSD, this is their go-to technique. That's saying something if they're like, we've tried everything else. We've tried talking therapists. We've tried CBT. We've tried all of this. Doesn't work. We'll do that weird tapping thing because that works. Yeah. That really tells you something, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And just like if you want to get super woo-woo, that your reality is basically your thoughts, like your, your mind, right? And everything is almost made up because you can literally just make anything up. And if you start truly believing that, it is. And yeah, obviously you can't me. discount like the physical realm as well, right? Like I can't physically make myself a boy and grow a penis. Like that just doesn't work in, uh, you know, men, even though, you know, they can become a woman, they can't physically grow a baby, right? Like we can't physically do those things, but um, yeah, it's, it's pretty insane. And um, you can definitely use it for your fertility journey to just fast track yourself to, where you want to be definitely I think it's it's having something that you can I always find it's really good if someone is trying to give something up so like you know give up spending hours on TikTok give up you know eating foods that aren't good for you give up drinking EFT is a fantastic thing because you can replace the thing that you're reaching for with the tapping so instead of just trying to have that willpower of I'm not going to eat that now you physically are tapping and using that positive psychology language to support yourself through when you want to reach for things. Yeah. It's yeah. a really like hands-on tool that you have. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. It was so lovely chatting with you. Let our listeners know where they can find you. So you can go to embracefertility.co.uk, it's based in the UK, and download, I've got a free MindBody Fertility app, which includes a um, 
tutorial on how to do EFT. So a video where you can tap along with me. It's like really the basics of EFT and use it for stress reduction. I've got the first chapter of my book and a couple of MP3s on there for you. And yeah, follow me on Instagram and Facebook is Embrace Fertility. And I'm sharing quite a lot on reels at the minute of like the physical, those acupressure points are saying like the self hug and different points that are just, you know, sharing a technique in 20 seconds that you can use on a daily basis just to reset yourself and calm that stress and bring you back into your parasympathetic nervous system and just right yeah. <laughs> eft is the new punching a wall i think <laughs> well thank you so much have a beautiful rest of your day and i'm sure we will connect soon fantastic thank you thank you once again for tuning in to the finding fertility podcast if you're loving this podcast please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family i hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next friday for another episode of the finding fertility podcast